Well, I just have one question for you. Are you ready to win? Winning with Waterfall Racing Podcast is all about helping you achieve your goals through our community. We have an incredible community of top age groupers, of beginners, of the most incredible pros, and we all come together to support each other. And we want you to be a part of the journey with us. As you know, triathlon is addicting. It's addicting because we become addicted to bettering ourselves, to growing ourselves, to seeing how far we can push the limits of our physical capabilities. And it starts with the mental mindset as well. The strength begins there. So come with us as we learn about health, as we learn about tips, as we learn about gear, as we learn about what our pros are up to. And as most importantly, we support each other through this journey. Welcome to the Waterfall Racing Podcast. Well, hi, everybody. Welcome to our podcast. And it is time for this episode to get out there. I am so excited to share with you my conversation with Jeannie Metzler. It's just a true story of triumph in life. Uh, We saw her take some time off uh, pretty much all of last year until the very end to just take care of herself mentally and also physically as well and to see the results of that to see the bravery in that and one of the biggest things that she threw out there uh, just reminded us that you know healing takes a lot of work so i'm so excited to share that episode with you today and also oh my goodness like it's coming out right after her racing in chattanooga where she showed up once again and showed us that she is back and in a very strong way. That race was so exciting to watch. Uh, Just the battle there between the women on the run was insane. It made for some really good viewership, I'm sure. Uh, And we all could relate and think about, man, I can't imagine how much pain they were in and yet they kept pushing. So big shout out to all those women It was so inspiring to watch them this past weekend. But we are going to jump in here. I'm so excited uh, to find out more about the Omeas headband. I referenced in the last podcast that I used it for the first time for my first uh, Ironman of the season, Ironman 70.3 Gulf Coast, which is now about, what, a week behind us, two two weeks behind us. And it, it was a game changer. I actually had a pretty rough race when it came to the run that day. Uh, some of it being just I haven't had as much heat training uh, as I needed. And it was, you know, quite a, a big wake up call as it usually is your first hot race of the season. But I'm telling you, without the headband, I'm afraid to think of what really would have happened. So I'm so grateful I had it. We're going to find out the story behind it, how it works. And then the most exciting part is we're going to give you a chance to win one. And uh, these aren't these aren't inexpensive items. These are uh, you know a little bit higher ticket items. So this is a huge opportunity. Make sure you listen very closely to my interview with Jeannie. And at the end of the interview, I will be asking you a question. So the first person to message me, DM me on Instagram at jmcadams5. That's jmcadams5 with the answer. 
you will be our winner. I'm so excited to see who gets the chance to win this and use this. So stay tuned. Let's jump in. We're going to find out more about this incredible product, and then we will jump in with our conversation with Jeannie Metzler. So I am here today with Jake Leslie. So excited to talk about this product. I'm going to let him tell us all about it. Um, and it is, you know, it's such a big help in the heat. We see pro triathletes using it all the time. So Jake, big reveal. Tell us what is the product we're talking about today? Uh, thank you, Joy. And thank you for having us. Uh, we're excited to be here with the waterfall racing team. Um, it's the Omius uh, technology. It's a cooling technology um, that we have developed. Uh, and you have probably seen it mostly as a headband on uh, some of the pro athletes. Um, it was a technology that we developed, or I should say we, uh, Gustavo Cadena, who is the founder of the company, uh, developed over the last um, probably a good part of a decade. Uh, he started uh, working on it uh, while he was studying in Monterey, Mexico. And obviously that's an extremely hot place. And he... Um, you know, he was overheating. He was not comfortable in the heat and thought, wouldn't it be nice if I could integrate, you know, a solution to my heat problem into my studies? And since he was studying physics, he started working on this problem. How can I cool the human body uh, to both increase performance and increase comfort? Mm -hmm. And um, started working with all kinds of crazy ideas, everything from robotic jackets to uh, motorcycle uh, helmets to uh, you know anything you can think of. And eventually it sort of iterated down to a technology that's based on evaporative cooling. And um, he began to sort of hone in on that. And that technology um, is now the foundation for the cooling pieces as you see them today. Um, he, the, the technology works, is it's in some regards very complex and in some regards very simple. It works through what's called evaporative cooling, which is the same thing that the body actually uses in its natural cooling process, right? So when you sweat, the sweat on your body evaporates, and that's an endothermic reaction, right? That absorbs heat. So what happens is that the sweat evaporates, and then it pulls the heat away from your body. And so Gustavo honed in on that idea and has now built this technology to accelerate that process uh, dramatically. And so he spent lots of time looking at many, many different types of compounds and materials and coatings and so forth to be able to create this effect. And so what he ended up with was a uh, graphite uh, technology where the, we have some uh, porous graphite. So, so the graphite, uh, yeah, exactly, just like that, exactly. The graphite is porous, so the water will seep into the graphite. And then the right white that you see on top of the graphite is is what's is a hydrophilic solution that or coating that um, attracts the water and maintains it inside of the graphite. And then what happens as you start to move when you're running, the airflow will uh, the, will cause or the heat will cause the water to evaporate. And that heat that it needs to use to evaporate the water comes from the backside of that uh, graphite. The graphite is very, very thermally conductive. So it pulls the heat away from your forehead. So basically what's happening is water is evaporating and it's pulling heat away from your forehead continuously. And it doesn't stop, which is one of the beauties of it. All you have to do for this technology to work is you have to keep it wet 
so that there's water to evaporate. And then you have to be moving, which of course um, you do when you're out running or walking or you know doing most activities outdoors. Um, so that's sort of the essence of it. And it's been, you know, as I said, underway for a better part of a decade. And we have launched the product um, back in in about 2019. And then, you know, we took a little bit of a hiatus uh, as part of COVID. So we didn't do much for 2000, you know, 2020 and 2021. But we're now back in force and very excited to be out there. And, you know, of course, excited to work with a lot of the, the pro athletes as well as a lot of the uh, AGs and and um you're excited to just you know get that technology out in front of people and help them you know feel more comfortable and, and increase their performance as part of their um their performance um so excited as, as a triathlete yeah i'm gonna go back and ask you the questions i was sure. asking before um yeah. you know we pushed record uh because yeah. i'll be using it for the first time in yeah. my, here in golf coast so mm -hmm. Um, in order for it to be, you know, wet, you were suggesting maybe even just wet it, leave it in a Ziploc bag, or even when I put it on, maybe throw water on it and then yep. throw it in the face, continue yep. to just wet yep. it to aid yep. stain. And it's really cool because as you put it on, you can feel, I mean, it's kind of cool against the head um, yep. already. Yep. And I know I read somewhere that even as you may feel it not be as cool anymore, it's still pulling um the heat. yeah that's that's exactly right um so the reason you're feeling it, it being a little bit cool is because there's moisture in the air that's been absorbed into the graphite mm -hmm. and that moisture is evaporating even though you haven't wetted the headband there's still a little bit of moisture in the air that's being absorbed in there but yes the, to to make optimal use of it uh what you really want to do is you know make it soak it before you use it and your idea of putting it into a Ziploc bag with some water and it is perfect. And then in transition, you'll pull it out, put it on your head. Um, and then as soon as you start running, uh, it'll begin to feel cool. Okay. And, and don't put um, a hat on top is what I heard too, right? Yeah. So there, there are two, there are two reasons for that. Um, one is that um, you want the maximum airflow. Okay. And so, you know, if you put a visor or a hat on top of it, then what happens is that, the airflow is is reduced a little bit and it doesn't work quite as well. Okay. And, you know, this was an issue uh, in the past when all we had was the headband. Mm -hmm. uh, but now uh, we have introduced a visor as well as a hat um, or a cap that has the technology built into it. So if you want to run with a hat or a visor, you no longer has to sort of get creative about having the headband and then that visor on top and a hat on top. Now you can actually just buy it as a fully integrated set. And okay. it works exactly the same way as the uh, headband does and works okay. exactly as well. And so the only other thing you have to, to remember is that you, you, you know, it has to be, you have to be moving to have a little bit of airflow across it. So as I said before, that works perfectly fine when you're doing a race and mm -hmm. you're, you're moving. Uh, some people also like to use it on stationary bikes or on a treadmill uh, to cool. And the only thing you just need to do there is you can find a little, a small fan that just blows air. It doesn't have to be a, a hurricane going through there, but you know, just a little bit of airflow from a small fan is, is sufficient. And then you can use it equally effectively indoors as you can outdoors. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm excited. I was sharing with you. I have um, Gulf Coast uh, this yep. weekend and yep. then I'll be going to Hanu in Hawaii. Yeah. So this was perfect timing. Uh, and I'll be putting a recap at the end of the episode after I use okay. it. 
That's great. Let That's you great. guys know how it went and um, and how it felt. And I know I, uh, some of our waterfall pros as well, um, you know, really use the product and are, are big fans of it. So I'll get some of yeah. them about it yeah. also. But yeah, uh, no. so the best way, and, and we do have a code for our waterfall racing community. It's on our website. If you're in our community, you can go check that out. But the best way to find you guys is to just go to the website or even go on Instagram. Yes. So we are on Instagram where you can certainly communicate with us there. Uh, you can go to our website, uh, omius.io, um, and communicate with us uh, via email there as well. Uh, all the technology and all the products are on the website. Um, okay. We're not currently in retail stores. We really just ship through or, or sell through our website and then we ship, okay. uh, ship to you. Um, and right now the headband is available in the, within the next couple of weeks, the visor and the, the hat will be available. And then um, hopefully we can get a lot of these out there. We've been very, very fortunate and lucky to work with a lot of the pros. We probably, there's probably about my, my best guess is 60 or 70 pros who are, who are using it at this point at various points in, in their racing. And, um, you know, we're just really excited about that because we, we, being a small company, we don't have the funds to actually uh, pay these athletes to use the product um, and they're using it just because it works. And, and we're, you know, we, we, we take pride in that and they're excited about yeah. that and, and really uh, grateful to the, to the pros for all the support they've lent us over the last, you know, two, three years. Yeah, that, no, that's awesome. And I'm thinking as we all follow them on Instagram, I think at first everybody was like, what is that that they're wearing on right. their head? Right. And so now, you know, um, you know, go check it out. Like yeah. I said, I'm going to give you my own personal review after this weekend. It's going to be a very hot, humid race here. So it'll be well needed, well appreciated. So thank you guys for being supportive of our podcast and of our team. And uh, Jake, we'll have, definitely have to check in later when you get those visors and those hats. That's perfect. Thank you so much for having us. We really appreciate it. And best of luck to you with your race this weekend. Thank you. All right, well, here is the moment that I know our waterfall racing community was waiting for, and that was the chance to talk to Jeannie Metzler. Uh, after what we just saw in St. George, Jeannie, I think it's it's no secret that we were all tracking you. We were all like literally crying as we saw you running. Um, and uh, and uh, when we get to the race recap, I want to get what was going through your head too, because the look of determination on your face was so incredible. I don't know if you've had the chance to go back and watch some of the video, but um, you, you just had a different look. You had a different look. You were there um, with so much, I don't know, so much more drive and meaning. And it was just, it was so inspiring. But, uh, you know, let's just start with going into this race. Um, you know, how are you feeling? It had been, I know, well, you did have one race. You had one race last year, end of the year, right? A 70.3. Um, and, and you did well, I mean, you did really well in that race as well, but, um, through the training, how were you feeling going into Utah? Take us on that journey. Yeah. You know, I, um, I did Indian Wells at the end of last year. And, um, although I, I, I was okay, like I got a good result for, for being out for quite a while. And it wasn't that it was just like, I don't think I was quite ready mentally still to be back on the race course. And I, I didn't have that like joy and excitement that I have once felt before. And so I kind of knew, ah, oh, you know, things are still not a hundred percent. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, the winter in Boulder was kind of tough for me, to be honest. The weather wasn't great, and I was still trying to figure things out. Um, 
but we got this opportunity to go to St. George on a training camp for Justin's training group, actually. So we decided to invest in that in the beginning. I think it was the end of April, actually, or middle of April. We packed up all our things and we went to St. George and the weather was incredible there, just sunny and warm every day, which really helps my mood and training quite a bit because, um, you know, in the winter, we've just been inside so much. So to be outside and train and ride outside was really important to me. And um, I also called my mom from South Africa. She flew all the way and drove all of our stuff and my dog down to St. George. Yeah, and kind of just like helped Justin and I prepare, prepare for St. George. You know, Justin's also to come off um, an injury himself. So we kind of needed extra support and... Um, once we got down there, we actually had a great training camp and things started to just feel way better. I started to enjoy my training. I was super consistent every week. By no means did I have like this one session or like this breakthrough workout that I was like, oh, I'm ready to race. It was just like getting consistency back in my every week training load and feeling good. Um, along the way that I knew, okay, I'm kind of ready and excited to race again. Oh, that's so, now at that point, did you, had you already decided that you were going to race St. George or was that kind of like the determining factor that you were like, yeah, I'm ready, let's do it? Yeah, to be honest, I honestly, yeah, I just called my mom up and I was like, this is kind of my last shot at really giving it a go to to race again I, I was considering stopping that's uh -huh. kind of how bad my mental health got and so I was like mom I love St. George we've had good memories here let's just go back and let's see if we can just like get it back and um, yeah I'm just super grateful for her support and yeah we just were were able to enjoy it and put in some good work and after that like 10 day training camp I was like okay I'm kind of excited about this race I'm down here I'm gonna invest in staying all the way through to the race and just giving it a shot so that's what I ended up doing oh and, and boy aren't we glad you did <laughs> we are so glad you did um so yeah I mean let's just touch on that a little bit it was it was really interesting for our Mother's Day episode um on Sunday I interviewed Jocelyn McCauley this morning and, um, you know, we were walking through, you know, some of her, her hip injury, her hip surgery, her hernia, I mean, she just, her hernia surgery, knee, I mean, like all this stuff. And one of the key nuggets that she shared was that healing takes work. And it's so, you know, so many people, they, they recognize that for physical healing, but it also is so important for emotional and mental wellness is that it takes work it takes courage you know to ask for help first of all to even admit it to yourself to ask for help to and then to find the work to go find a support team um i know i just had a call with siri lindley we were talking about that before i pushed record i know she you know she worked with you as well um and then and then at the same time to have justin struggling with injury so both of you struggling yep. It, I mean, that had to get be such like a dark moment and so much questioning and, you know, where do we go? What do we do? How do we get through this? Um, you know, but just kind of share, you know, just what were some of the nuggets if you were to talk to somebody else, maybe another professional or, you know, even maybe an age group or anybody who's 
who's feeling that pressure, um, whether it's because of all the obligations they have or because they've achieved big success and now there's like a bigger expectation on them. What would be some advice um, that you would give them as to how to how to put in the work to, to work on that? Sure. I mean, I'll just first start by saying that, like, when it comes to the mental side of things, it's it's harder than the physical because you can't see it. Right. Like I by no means taking away physical injury because that's really hard and challenging in itself. But like with a broken bone, when it heals, you kind of know, OK, that's my timeline. I can kind of go back. Right. Whereas with mental, it's like almost like this roller coaster and everyone's timeline is different. And and you may not even know when you're ready. Like for me, I know I tried to go back too soon out of pressure myself and it backfired. And then I was had physical injury and I was just constantly battling, like even not knowing what my timeline was. And that's the hardest part, right? Um, I just think my biggest piece of advice would be that like, the first and hardest step is to recognize and ask for help. So it's just like knowing and having that self-awareness of like, oh, I'm actually not managing. Like this seems overwhelming and I'm not coping. And then knowing, okay, I need more help. And now I need, need to like figure this out. And I realized through my journey that number one, more people than you think are actually struggling with the same things you are. You are not alone, even though you may feel that in the moment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think I felt a lot of shame and like, yeah, just almost embarrassment because I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm a professional athlete. Like I, I can't speak about this stuff. Like what are people going to think about me? But mm -hmm. it's like, you know, at the end of the day, we're just humans. We we all have struggle. We all have fears. We all have this self-doubt. And it's like um, the more you can open up and, and talk about it, the better it becomes. It's, it's when you hold it inside and have this like internal struggle um, of like just keeping it and holding it in that that things get worse. Um, so I don't know if I'm answering the question. I'm, ho I'm hoping I can give some little pieces of nuggets out there, but, um, yeah. Yeah, just like asking for help. Like I know there are so many modalities and therapies out there that I, I don't know, everyone's going to be different in their journey, but I know there's so much help out there. And for me, I tried so much. I failed. I fell short of figuring out what what was right in that moment but I eventually found my way and it took a lot of time and hard work which I'm so glad that I did I stopped I I stopped racing I was like I need to prioritize my health my family my relationships um in order to get back on the right path so that's that's what it was for me yeah, no, that that's absolutely spot on. And you know what what I think I'll I'll share, I'll jump in here and share, you know, even for me working in the medical space, working with physicians that have high pressure jobs, you know, big business people, you know, everyone has different levels of pressure. But what I've seen is, you know, the more you grow, the the higher you climb, like you, I mean, getting to the most elite level, 
the more is going to be required to be able to maintain that mental health and that emotional health because, you know, the expectation grows on yourself from other people from everywhere. And so instead of this is what I would say to people as you climb, instead of being like, wow, I'm up here, I shouldn't be dealing with this or I'm embarrassed to be sharing this realize, no, that makes even more sense, right? Because the more courage you have to chase these big things, the more strength it's going to require. And sometimes it doesn't all sync up together, you know? And so it takes time, like what you did to stop, to rebuild, to, to take the time to focus, to build yourself back up because you are truly chasing something huge and big. And, you know, that's who you are. So, you know, exactly like you shared, you know, I'm a professional athlete. How can I be feeling like this? How can I share this? What will people think? It should be expected the higher we climb because there's that much more pressure, right? Mm -hmm. And you're being called on to do greater things. And so, um, you know, I'm so glad that you were wise enough to say, you know what? I don't care what people think. I'm going to take the time for me. I'm going to do what I need to do. My health is first. And that's what everybody needs to focus on and do. And I'm so glad, um, you know, I'm so glad that you're speaking out about this. And I love even more that we have the example now of what can happen when you do it, right? Because then you were able to come back so much stronger. And that's just amazing. You were able to showcase that. Um, but along with that, Jeannie, you know, I have to say, coming back so strong, too, that's almost like it's adding pressure on you once again, right? So it's like, you know, it's always going to be a challenge. It's always going to be something because now it's like, oh no, here I am again in the spotlight. <laughs> you know, um, now everyone's expecting me to show up again like this every time I race because I come out of, you know, this, this, you know, taking this time off and I crush it. So, um, you know, I just want to tell you, you do what you need to do and um, you have nothing to prove, nothing to prove to anyone. Um, and we're just excited to see you happy and healthy and racing again. So big congrats on that. But let's go into race day. That's what that's what I want to jump into. Okay, um, sounds good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, okay, so leading up to the race, of course, even though you took this time, you worked on your mental health, there's still those little demons, you know, messing with you probably a little bit, second guessing, am I really ready? Am I not? Yes, I am. Um, you know, how, how were you feeling going into race day? I can't imagine, um, you know, the race nerves, uh, and, and what you were feeling like, or were you completely confident and calm? What was it like? I was really nervous race morning, like, um, and maybe, yeah, I mean, I, I get really nervous before I race. Like, yeah. I, I put a lot on myself, but it's like, I've learned how to kind of manage my expectations a little bit better, but there's this part of me that's like, oh, like I've raced here before. Like I have this kind of like expectation of what I have done before. And then it's like, I, I have to remind myself in that moment, I'm like, oh, okay, I, okay, I've been out for 18 months, like, I need to bring it back, I need to be like, okay, all I want is to go out there and feel grateful for just being on the start line and racing and pushing myself again. And for me, I was injured. So I was like, I just want to feel like pain free again. And that will be progress for me. And so once I shifted my mindset to, oh, I need to like race certain times or be a certain place in the race, I was like, okay, I just, I, I want to enjoy the moment and just being out there and 
um, yeah, just having Justin there and my my mom and my dog. I just I just wanted to like do my best for them. So that was kind of my mindset shift. But I was super nervous starting out. <laughs> Once the gun went off, I was okay. But before that, I was really nervous race morning. I could hardly eat my breakfast, but um, also just really excited to be out there. So it was a mixed mixed bag for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. so we definitely, you know, and we all need to, on whatever level we are, we need to reframe it. Like you say, we, we need to reframe that, you know, not to lose the joy of it, not to lose the opportunity, the gratitude, and to just show up. We all know this sport breaks your heart. Like you could have the most incredible race and then either everything, you know, like all this technical stuff goes wrong out of your control or your body just doesn't show up that day. And literally the next race, you could have a terrible race. Like this this sport is so you can't conquer it. And I think that's why so many of us are so drawn to it because it's always like up and down, right? Like it's, that's just the nature of the game. We're not going to show up and have this incredible race every single time. So, um, you know, we really do, like you said, have to reframe it and bring those expectations down. So you start off on the swim, swim, you know, how did it go? Then transition into bike, take us through that. Yeah, it was like, I just also want to mention, like, I was on the start line and I was like almost going to cry. And, and Lauren Brandon just gave me a big hug and Jackie Herring was there and they were just like, oh, we're just so happy you're back. And I was like crying and I was just like, okay, <laughs> let's do a triathlon together. <laughs> and then we all laughed and yeah, that just like also just made me feel a lot better. Um, so I'm super grateful for that. But yeah, I... um the swim it was okay cold water for sure not my favorite um so yeah i kind of struggled to breathe a bit just in that cold water in the start but uh once i settled down i i had a decent swim uh not my best by any means but like i came out i think fourth or third or fourth or yeah and so i was in a good position and yeah headed onto the bike um i think yeah I think I'm not sure what position I was in, but I, I had a pretty decent swim and I was on the bike solo for most of it. I caught Lauren Brandon kind of around mile 30, 35, and then um, Sky caught us uh, at the base of Snow Canyon, which is about 40 miles into the ride just yeah. before the climb. And so I was able to stay with Sky on the climb and descent going into T2 and we kind of came out together. So that was the vibe. <laughs> just flowing. Are you like, Oh my goodness, I'm back. I'm back. I'm here. I mean, it had to just, it had to just start like multiplying within you. Yeah. I, I mean, it was also just, I really love St. George and I was there yeah. for a while. So I know the course really well. And that kind of brings me some comfort and, um, yeah, just one. I mean, once you get into Snow Canyon, yeah, it's just beautiful there. So it's just one of the my favorite courses out there. So yeah, yeah. Really at home. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. Then you get to the run. Um, where were you when you got to the run? What position were you? Were um, you? So Sky and I came into do T two together, and I was able to beat her out of transition. I had a pretty a, a pretty quick right. um transition there, so I was a, able to get out first. Um. So I was yeah leading the race right from the from the get go I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Do you prefer to lead or do you prefer to chase down on the run? Uh yeah, this is a, a bit of unknown territory for me. I'm not used to really leading a race. So, yeah. Um, and also then you had the camera on you. Yeah. 
this is a bit like where are they you don't know maybe where they are you know yeah but these are like yeah all good problems to have right um I'm not complaining um yeah it was just like uh just an unknown situation for me I'm very used to chasing from behind so um now I was just in a position where um yeah I just I didn't know how I was going to run. Um, I wasn't feeling very good, to be honest. Um, and so I was kind of nervous. I was like, oh, someone's definitely going to run me down. <laughs> I was kind of running scared, but it was, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, okay. And then you have to tell us, like, when when you were, maybe all races or this race in particular, I'm telling you, Jeannie, you just, you just looked like, I was like, I would not want to get in her way at all. Like you were so, it was like this determination, but kind of like you wanted to just like, like, I don't know, a little bit of anger. I don't know. I don't know what was going through your mind, but you looked just so strong and so driven. And it was like, nothing was going to stop you. What was going through your mind? Oh man, there was a lot going on. <laughs> mind. Um, first of all, like I, I wasn't feeling very good. I was kind of right. low on calories, to be honest. So okay. I was like just trying to manage my blood sugar, okay. trying to get as much fuel in as I could. And um, okay. I hadn't raced that run course before, and it was honestly harder than I expected. Oh, um, the golf course part where yes. you go. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. just like it kind of punchy and hilly and um so, yeah 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 from yeah yeah so then I was just also like I was in this position and I was like kind of surprised to be in the lead so I was like oh okay now I really want to win which is a good sign <laughs> for now because I mean we like winning so I'm like sure. oh, I'd love to win this race because now I'm in the position I never thought up until I got into the run that oh maybe I could win right um I've come second at St. George a few times so like oh this would be really cool if I could win this race and you know Justin was out there I was able to give him a high five and he was like just go for it and so like that just gave me a boost and just seeing my mom and my little dog out there also just and people were also cheering for me so I I just really appreciated that and I think I just went into full focus mode and I just really, um, yeah, just went for it and um, honestly just had to hold it together to to cross the line because I was really like falling apart at the last three miles, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then when you saw the finish line, everybody's standing there. I mean, the emotions, I mean, we all saw it too. I mean, it had to just be surreal, was it? Just so surreal. Yeah, especially towards the end, because I was like, I knew Sky was behind me. I mean, Danny Lewis is a great runner, Jackie Herring. I was like, oh my gosh, like, I honestly thought they were going to catch me. So I was just like holding on. But then I was like, I was, I looked back and I was like, I think I'm okay. <laughs> it was all, all my emotions just like really just, uh, yeah, just came out. And I was just like, really just surprised and overwhelmed to to have one on that day so <laughs> yeah Aww. so Jeannie do you take this as you know confirmation that you know y- you're still in this for a while you know like did it did it help reassure you of that um you know because it it's got to feel like man you know like what if I would have what if I would have quit not that quitting or 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 you know would have been bad because maybe that could have been the best choice for your health right like it's everyone's personal journey and decision there's no wrong or right it's just 
you have to come to that decision. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, you know, how, how does that make you feel? Does it, does it add more pressure or was it kind of a relief of, wow, I made the right decision, you know, or, or maybe you still aren't quite sure. Well, I think, you know, winning is great and achieving success is, is really fun, but it's, I've learned the very hard way. It's not the most important thing. Exactly. To me, it's, um, it's my health, uh, my exactly. family, my, my happiness. That's the most important thing. And if I have all of that and I get to win, it's a cherry on top, right? Exactly. So I, just the fact that I was racing and I was smiling and I was just really enjoying myself again, um yeah that is confirmation that I still have more to accomplish in my career I think it's not because I won it's just I think had I maybe come third and still enjoyed the race it's just like that's why I do this um I just love pushing my body and learning and just being out there and um having these experiences um with my husband and 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 my mom so it's just like yeah, I'm just excited for for what I have in the future. And I'm just um, honestly just grateful to have my health again and um, just be feeling happy. And, and that is more important than anyone that I have. <laughs> yeah, no, no, absolutely. And that's the outcome that we're chasing, right? That is the outcome. It, if the wins come, great. But if not, the outcome is staying completely healthy. And big congrats to Justin, too. I mean, he had an incredible race as well, you know, coming off of injury and being able to come back and run. So, I mean, it was such a special day, exciting day for both of you guys. Um, you know, that was the cherry on top, too, is to see him have such a great race. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, the winter was really tough on us. Um, uh, Justin had a, a more serious injury than I did, but... Um, yeah, I'm just really happy to see him pain-free running again. And um, obviously, it's still pretty early in the season. So we like to really build a, our year. And we just look forward to keep chipping away and improving on our fitness. And um, yeah, he'll probably be doing Ironman Cordelaine. That's more of his jam is the... <laughs> Stuff, so I look forward to seeing him him go wild there. So yeah, yeah. And are you just gonna kind of take it as it comes and decide the rest of your race season, and then obviously going to Finland? Are you gonna? I w- yeah. I mean, I would love to go to Finland. So I, I took my slot at um, St George. Mm-hmm. I actually signed up for Chattanooga, so I'm gonna head there oh. next weekend. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just um, I'm I'm in a good race flow right now. I feel like I need a bit more practice. Um, I was very rusty in St. George, obviously not having raced at that level in a while. Um, my my body just needs a little more racing under me. And then yeah. um, I'll probably do Boulder, which is three weeks after Chattanooga. And then I'll take a little mid-season or just maybe a mini break to regroup and then put in some good ra- uh, training for the for the championship races at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And honestly, I mean, Jeannie, the way I see it, it's like these next races – I feel like they're, they should feel like absolutely no pressure. Cause like, I mean, yeah. you already showed us what you have. You already showed us, you know, that you can crush it. And these are just to continue the fitness, you know, to, and, and continue working on that, finding the joy in each race. Yes. Um, that's your main goal in these next races. You know, I hope that is truly your main goal is let me go into these races, have, you know, the best time, enjoy it um, yeah. and prepare for Finland. And, you know, now it's like, 
without knowing it, crushing St. George like that, everybody's like, okay, Jeannie's back. There's nothing else to, to see or show or anything, you know? Like, um, yeah. so I hope if that helps you go into these more pressure free, I hope it does because I'm telling you, that's how we see you now. It's like, okay, <laughs> back. no question about it. We, we got it. And Justin kept telling me that too. He was like, oh, you just wait, you just wait, wait to see what Jeannie's got. And he was absolutely right. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I honestly, yeah, I'm just going to have fun with it. Uh, my expectations are pretty low. I just, from an outcome perspective, I just I just want some more practice and just yeah. like every opportunity you get to race uh, the best in the world uh, is just, mm -hmm. I just see it as a good thing. Um, so I can have a true indication of where I'm at and maybe what I can go back and work on as I prepare for like the bigger races at the yeah. end of the year. So yeah, I'm just excited to, to build my fitness back up to, uh, um, yeah, uh, an even higher level as, as the year goes on. Yeah. Well, Jeannie is so, so happy for you once again. And, uh, man, I'm, I'm not too far from, I'm not racing chatty cause I'm racing Hanu June 3rd. Um, oh. But I'm going to have to, to make a little trip up there just to come see you and cheer you on because truly, um, you know, that's what I love about our waterfall community is you truly have a community of people just cheering for you, supporting you. And um, this is what I love about triathlon. Like, it's not about the races. It's about human triumph and, and you know, following everybody. Because even in that race, you know, we had Jackie Herring, who was having these heart issues at the beginning of the year and right. not even knowing if she could race. And then she came back and had a great race. So happy for her. You know, like, it's all these stories that are just so inspiring because they translate to all areas of life, right? And and so I hope you guys know that, you know, you're setting the example for way more than where you land in the race, right? It's about taking all of us on this journey on, on how to live our life and, and to overcome challenge. So thank you for that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> all right. Well, we will keep our eye on you. Good luck at your next couple races. And then uh, we'll be tracking to see you in Finland. That'll be exciting. Awesome. Thanks, Joy. <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to wrap up with our Mindset Minute, which, as you know, it usually goes longer than a minute. But some of you have been asking about my TEDx talk, which I just did this last Saturday. And the reason I feel like I should share about it a little bit here is because it was heavily and heavily, heavily influenced by all my lessons learned through endurance sports. There's kind of a cool story that takes me way back to the beginning of my life and how it's kind of come full circle. And the main concept that I've developed through all this is, you know, aggressive patience. It's not uh, original to me. I think I saw it somewhere, but the, the concept jumped out so much that I just kind of developed my own thought around it. And aggressive patience is, you know, the concept that you are aggressively working on yourself while you're patiently waiting for goals, for opportunities to come and you might not necessarily know what they are or when they're going to happen but because you're aggressively continuing to work on yourself when those things appear and and are available you're actually ready to jump into them and uh, one of my examples is actually how I ended up being the host of this podcast which is kind of cool so you know I got into all of that and uh, it'll be coming out on YouTube in about a month and a half probably so as soon as it comes out I'll let you guys go uh, find it because I think it, you'll really be able to relate to it and maybe it might bring to light 
just how cool you are, seriously, uh, because most of the population looks at anybody who's done some of the things we do, no matter what the time, as pretty amazing, and it truly is. But here's what was so amazing about doing a TEDx. It's one of the few things in life, I think, that truly stood up to all the hype for me. Uh, first off, I had my my three youngest kids. I flew them in to see me. It was a little bit of a nightmare because I was my son had gone to San Diego to uh, go beach camping with some friends after they got out of school in Colorado. So I was flying him in in a pretty small window to meet us in Atlanta and then to fly to South Florida. And then his flight got canceled. Like in California, it was 2.30 Eastern Standard Time for us. So that just kind of started the whole weekend of, you know, not sleeping and trying to figure out how to get him to us still and then picking him up late in South Florida. It was just like, you know, but once again, I was just determined. I was like, no, I want to make sure he's there because I wanted all three kids to to be at the event. And, uh, you know, so it was so fun to have them there. I, I actually, this might be a little overkill, but I got little notebooks for each one of them and I told them I wanted them to take notes on every speaker. Uh, it was kind of how I was going to justify to school too that they missed Friday of school for the two that are in high school. But it, it was, they really were attentive and they actually really enjoyed it. But here's what's so cool about a TEDx speech. The audience, you guys, the audience was so amazing. I was the seventh speaker to get up. And when I got up, Everybody was still so attentive on the edge of their seats. Like, and it's not to my credit. It's because they had paid to come. They were interested in growing. And they were, they were there to grow. I mean, who gets to speak to an audience like that? I, I, and then afterwards, they were coming up to me and wanting me to expand on some of the concepts I had presented. Because the concept was pretty much building out this aggressive patience, how we build it so that we can step into the truth that we were made for more. And then there's an exercise to go back and find you're made for more. You'll have to see the video, uh, you know, for it all to make sense. But I was just, I remember leaving as soon as it was over thinking, what just happened? Like, that was so amazing. And it really has lit a passion to do more speaking in the future because it, it truly was an incredible experience. And I just, I loved the faces of the people that were in the audience watching and, and learning and wanting to grow. So super cool, super, super cool. And then also I, I always love my chance to get to South Florida because there's no better heat training, right? I mean, it was so incredibly hot and humid and I was able to do a pretty good, uh, she gave me like an hour 15 uh, run with different building intervals. And that was brutal. And then I also got to do my ocean swim, which obviously, you know, getting ready for Hanu, that was just really, really good timing to be able to get down there and train a little bit in the midst of all this. Uh, but yeah, it was a super fun weekend, super inspired too by the other speakers I got to hear. And uh, it all went really, really well. But I will be headed to Hanu here eight days. I leave for Hawaii and I'll be taking the three youngest with me today. They're just kind of stuck with me this summer. I think I'm I'm kind of holding on a little tighter because uh, our second is actually moving to Texas this summer as well. So it's going to be an, yet another child that's living out of state and far away. And so the last three that I still have a little bit 
more like control over still. I'm trying to soak up every moment with them. So they'll be going with me to Hawaii and uh, I'll be racing Hanu there, trying not to focus on the outcome of getting my Kona slot, but it's hard not to do, right? Uh, but we all know that we don't want to race with outcomes in mind. We just want to show up and race with the clarity that we're there to do our very best. So we'll see where that lands me, but I'm so excited about that. But please reach out. Let me know what you're racing. I would love to hear some more stories of how triathlon has uh, changed some of your lives or what you've learned from it. We definitely do uh, have age groupers on the show as well. So I would love to continue to highlight our team and, and learn from you. There's lessons to be learned across the board, whether you're a professional or an age grouper. And, you know, once again, I just want to give a big shout out you know I've learned so much just from the opportunity to interview the professionals like hearing from Jeannie today so amazing but also from all of you age groupers and so definitely the success of my TED talk uh, I attribute so much to what I've learned through this community and through this sport so don't take it for granted you guys every race every training session you are getting like a million dollar mindset training that some personal development coaches charge thousands for. So get out there, learn your lessons, take them to heart, and roll it over to every area of life. Okay, so here is your question for your chance to win the Omias headband. What was the one race that Jeannie Metzler raced last year? Send me a message at jmcadams, the number five, on Instagram, and the first person to send me the answer will be the winner. Good luck. Well, thanks for joining us today on our Waterfall Racing Podcast. Hopefully there were some good takeaways for you and hopefully it gave you a little bit more insight into who we are. If you would like to find out more or join our community, go to waterfallracing.com. You can find us on Instagram as well. If you have a mailbag question that you would like us to answer, send me a DM at jmcadams5 on Instagram. We'll be answering some of those questions in future episodes. And remember, when it comes to training, sometimes it's just about showing up. I love the mantra, anything's better than nothing. Not every session is going to go perfect, but show up. Consistency is always king. Happy training.